Welcome to Monday, November 6th. It's the Noodleberg Daily Huddle. There are 17 days till Thanksgiving. That's crazy. The year's clicking away. Welcome back to another opportunity to get 1% better every day. And uh, welcome back to the the week after a great weekend, fun weekend. Look look at my dog there. I got to spend time with my son and my grandson this weekend, which... On the scale of things, Shay, show me, um, wow. I mean, we had so much fun. Um, yeah. he, he, You know, the older he gets, obviously, the more engaging he gets. And it's just, it's so much fun. It was great to see him, great to spend time. He's in love with uh, Heli. <laughs> Helen. That's right. He loves Miss Helen. He had so much fun with her yesterday. And it was nice to be able to watch the game together and, have him be around and be playing, especially with normally it being a one o'clock game for the Fins games. Normally he's sleeping and napping. And so it was great to be able to spend time together yesterday as a family and watch football and do all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Tell yeah. him. So tough weekend for college football, for sure. Uh, for, Depends for on me. who. <laughs> you know, for me, totally, you know, the, uh, the Gators, uh, at home lost to Arkansas. Are you kidding me? Um, crazy, crazy. Uh, thank you, Callie. We, we agree. Uh, he is the cutest child ever. Um, I will tell you, Mark was cute too. So not Jake. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, it's uh, got to come from somewhere, but yeah, I mean, Melissa Graves says roll tide. Alabama LSU was a great game. And I don't know, to me, like, the the moral of the story is – you want to get down? Okay, you're down. The moral of the story is that the season's not over till it's over. And, like, everybody wrote Alabama off after losing to Texas. Everybody's going to write Miami off after losing to Kansas City. And the reality is is that all those teams knew that while it was a setback, it's not the end of the season. And you're, you're in great position. There's so much to learn and grow from. And it would be one thing to get blasted out and be proven that you don't belong. It's an entirely different thing to go, wow, we really got a lot of mistakes that we got to clean up in order to be where we need to be. And that's the difference, I think. And, and you could put that in reference to life and business. And going, we either are doing something that doesn't really fit who we are and we're in the wrong space, or we just got to get better. We're just not doing what we need to be doing in order to be successful. And it's little things that we're in control of. I uh, absolutely agree. So I focused sort of on three Ds. I focused on being a dad and watching you be a dad. I focused on the Dolphins. Um, So I think what you just said you know, really mirrors the dolphin season. They they are there. They just need to put it all together and not make mistakes. And if you want to call yourself a winner, at some point you're going to have to do the things that winners do, which is win big games. And to say that they're not going to do that at six and three right now with a whole half a season to go would be asinine to say. But you know, you missed an opportunity yesterday. But it's there's a lot of good to come out of it. I think. So we'll see. And then the final D is uh, for me is detox, man. I am on day six of my functional detox. Um, everybody that I'm running into wants more information. So if you want more information, I'm in, sh- I'm doing shakes and I'm doing uh, fruits and vegetables and uh, feeling great, really excited about it, but it does take 
discipline, especially when I show up yesterday and these guys are woofing down bagel sandwiches. Yeah. But the thing that you're doing that I think is most important is you're not drinking. Yeah. And so like if like if there's one thing you could take away from your detox is that you cut out alcohol for this amount of time, which immediately brings down so many of the problems and also aids in recovery. So like not that you shouldn't be drinking. I'm not telling everybody you shouldn't drink. But when you drink in moderation and you have one or two drinks a week, it's significantly different than having one or two drinks a day. So, I, I have to admit, I, I have to admit that you are correct. Shay, let's wake this thing up because I got lots of fun stuff today. All right, all right. So, um, the world we live in, it it is meant to share information. And wouldn't you know, uh, Saturday morning, uh, or it might have been yesterday morning, I'm not really sure, um, Mark sends me a text and says, absolute no-brainer huddle song. And throws me into, like, the 80s or 90s. 90s. It's 90s. And... The words of this song are so great. I wound up using it all through my workout. I, I listened to the whole album. Desiree, Shay, give me motivational music to kick us all in the ass this week. I forgot we were even doing this, man. That was um, so such a great song, Jim Barrett. You're right, such a feel good song. But you know, this is what I love about music. When you listen to those words, man, you got to be stronger. You got to be wiser. You got to be better. You got to be better, man. So you know that all 
you know, I, I want to drive home and all I do every single day is tell people, be your best self. Don't be anything other than your best self. Know what you are capable of doing and go for it. And then you never have any regrets because you did everything you could. I think most Love people it. live in that you know, I don't have to be great. I can, you know, float through today. Oh, Monday. Well, you know what? Um, I'm digging, you know, everything that's happened. I, I don't know about you, but the other D I wanted to talk about was daylight savings, man. I love it, man. It was daylight <laughs> this morning, man. So. Well, I, I mean, to be clear, I wish that we did not move clocks anymore, but I would prefer that this was the way the year operated is that we had sunlight early in the morning and that it got darker late at night. Um, yeah, because it, it does make a difference for me. Like walking Lou this morning, well, first of all, working out from five to six and getting out of my workout and the sun coming up at six was fantastic. And 64 then, degrees, I mean, it's, it's 15, like, I'm Lou And it's sunny outside at 64 degrees and a little breeze. I'm like, it doesn't get better than this. So, and you know, Granted, we live in Florida, and this is why we live in Florida yeah. for the next three months. This is why we live here. Like, like, I mean, I am like back to a cold plunge because the pool outside of oh, Bahia nice. is fantastic, man. So this morning it was dive in, sit there for third, you know, for a minute or so. Just great, man. It's so anyway, this whole goal in life is to get better. And there's lots of examples. There's lots of people shouting at you. Let's show um, this guy. And I don't know if you know him, Bedros. Um, yeah. Yeah. Follow so Bedros, super cool. Another one of these, you know, tattooed, crazy, you know, entrepreneurs. But watch him lay it down here. 80% of the time, you feel like you're failing. 15% of the time, you feel like you're just treading water. 4% of the time, you feel like it's over. This is it. The, the ship's going down. And then 1% of the time, you feel like winning. That is the winner's life. I constantly feel like I'm failing. I'm not doing things right. I'm not doing enough. And then well, that's 80%. 15% of the time, I feel like I'm treading water. 4% of the time, I feel like this is it. It's going down. It's over. Then 1% of the time, I feel like I'm actually winning. And you know what a winner does? He just takes that 1% and stacks them on top of each other day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. And that is how you build an empire. That is how you build a legacy. That is how you build a brand. Boom. <laughs> yeah. So. The only thing I would, I would change about what he said was you take that 1% and you know that that's the thing that you're willing to chase consistently, which makes the 80% of feeling like you're failing tolerable. It makes the 15% where you feel like you're treading water tolerable and the 4% where you feel like the fucking world's going to end tolerable because you know that that 1% is coming. You know that if you get through that, you're going to get to that feeling again and it's going to be short lived and it's only going to be for a small amount of time, but it's worth it because you get to feel it and you know that all of the other percentages are what led to that. So for me, it's not really about stacking those one percents. It's about knowing that it exists and that I'm going to get there. So, I, so I liked a lot of it. Um, what it did for me was sort of validate, if you will, the fact that my whole career I kept thinking I was a failure. Man, I was 
oh shit, I'm not doing enough. I'm, I need to do more of this. And oh, I'm not, you know, cause you can compare yourself up the ladder and someone's always going to be at least outwardly looking like they're doing better. And, you know, so for me, that voice in your head is what drove me to be 1% better every day. And it continued to drive me. The only sauce I got, the only reward I got was that 1%. When I hit it and I was like, okay, this, and I, so I like stacking because it's stacking victories. It's stacking behaviors. You know, you take six behaviors that we talk about can change your life. If you do them every day and you just stack, stack, stack one on top of the other and keep doing them and getting better. So I I loved where he was in that whole conversation. And I just think it's like drinking your own Kool-Aid. And, you know, I think people get caught up in their, in like, Oh, well I had moderate success and that's okay. That guards against it. Yeah. I mean, it, it just comes back to like, how do I, how do I deal with feeling like I'm struggling? How do I deal with feeling like I'm a failure? How do I deal with social media telling me that I should be making a million dollars overnight or the entrepreneurs with the jets or how do, or, or if you're in sports and you're looking at another team that's winning, you're, you're coming off of a loss and you're looking at a team like the Eagles that are eight and one, you know, like you could easily compare yourself to all that. How do you deal in that moment? You go, I know it's coming as long as I know what I need to do. That's I think that's where most people go wrong is they don't know what they need to do. They don't know what they should be doing. They're, they're grasping at things and they're guessing and they don't really have a plan that they want to put into work. And if you don't have a plan, then you're wasting your time. So that to me is the difference. Love it. Love it. Love it. So I'm going to spend the balance of the show focusing on one of my favorite authors who puts out incredible content every day. This guy does not miss a day, puts stuff out. Some resonate more than others, but I've got three um, that I'm I'm going to do it like I'm going to say the the line and then I want you to comment on it. Shady, you have a Seth uh, graphic or uh, so Seth Godin is the guy that I'm talking about. He does a morning blast. If you don't get it, I want to know why. Even if it doesn't strike you every day, to me, like if you're showing up to the huddle every day and you're like, wow, you guys put out content every day, I'm sure every day it doesn't strike you. Seth is doing the same thing through a, through a written piece of, of content. He sends it to your inbox and he takes the opportunity every day to move you and make you think about something. It's really good. So Shay, you have me a graphic, please. Boom. Oh no. Okay. never mind. Good enough. Okay. I thought you just had a set. Go back. Okay. So the first word sentence I'm going to give you is the power of expectations. Sure. I think, you know, it's, it's the, it's a double-edged sword because if you don't have expectations or you set your expectations too low, then you, you leave opportunity out on the table. But if you allow high expectations that you don't meet to cripple you or ruin somebody else or, or ruin your relationship with somebody else, then you've also destroyed yourself. So they're a necessity, but they can also be the thing that destroys you. Yeah. So I love the way he phrased it. He says, if you become attached to those expectations, the expectation unmet leads us to distress or unhappiness. So I set the bar for you. I set the bar for you this high. 
And, and, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is that ultimately we'll be talking about goal setting and goal setting is a trap. Man. It's just, yeah. you know, it, it is so um, interesting what happens. But this idea that you set the bar, then someone doesn't hit it and you're pissed at them. Like what? <laughs> you know, like, so it, it actually works against the reason why you said we, we want you to stretch. We want you to, you know, but again, you know, we'll go back to this conversation about if you didn't win the championship, did you not meet expectations? Right. right, right. <laughs> like that, that conversation never dies. Not hitting your goal is a failure, right? Like let's not, let's, and it's easy in sports because you can point towards a specific event. You can say losing the game was a failure. Sure. It was a failure, right? You can say that missing your goal was a failure. But if that's all you took into account, then you miss out on all of the opportunity for growth. It's what my fucking TEDx talk was about, right? Like what if, what if there was no negative connotation? You wouldn't know, right? right? Like what if it just failure was just the thing and you constantly operated through it in the ability to learn in the ability to grow. And so while we set goals, if we don't hit our goal, it's a great opportunity, regardless of whether we hit the goal or not. You have to go back and figure out why you hit it or why you didn't hit it and go be be honest with yourself in the evaluation ah, so to I say, I, I didn't do what I needed to do or what I did, what I, what I was, I thought I was doing what I needed to. And that wasn't the right thing. I need, I should, we need to change the plan. We need to change the behaviors. We need to change the thoughts. We need to change the way we go about doing our business. I'll say this in football. If I was looking at, if I was looking at the, the dolphins, for instance, right. And the defense started extremely slow. They allowed, they allowed Kansas city to go right down the field, the first drive and put seven points on the board. If I was Mike McDaniel, I would change the way the defense started practice this week to emphasize starting fast, right? Right. I want to make sure that when we come out in two weeks, because they're off next week, that we start fast. And and that's what it's really about, is identifying where are areas to grow and how do I change my behavior in order to help myself do that? So you said something really key. You say a lot of things that are key, but um, being honest with yourself, you know, like, so I have an expectation of how I'm going to show up and what I'm going to do. And so my expectation far outweighs what people expect of me, you know, so that, that paradigm leads us to his second one, which is patience. It's worth the most when it's most difficult to find, which yeah. is, I mean, that is a gigantic drop. So your comments. Yeah. Just, you know, pointing towards even our conversations recently of, how you manage customer journeys, deal with relationships, both like personal relationships and business relationships and prospects. Are you playing the long game? Are you having patience or are you, I saw that that chief executive or no, maybe it was McKinsey put out a, a report about how marketing budgets get slashed when things are going wrong. And that's a short term play, right? right? Why that's a negative short term play it's the same with patience in anything that you're doing, right? Like, are you going to be reactionary and make a move just because of the pain in the moment? Or are you going to go, all right, this hurts, this is uncomfortable, and this feels different, but I know what I'm trying to do in the long run. 
And therefore, I'm willing to have some patience and tolerate this while we go towards whatever direction we're going towards. And I think it depends very, very much on your orientation. I came from a transactional world, even though I built relationships in that world. Retail is, uh, hey, what do we do today? When I was growing the phone business, we put an ad in Business Monday. We expected the phone to ring right away. And if it didn't, you know, we, we didn't have any patience at all that we were building brand or do all, along the right journey. You, you know, what you are doing with the on the ball, you know, messaging, marketing and all like that requires a whole bunch of patience that in the beginning I was like, you know, like, <laughs> Hey, we're spending money. You know, you know, then, okay, and then you know, slowly but surely, I'm seeing the you know the res- the return on that. And if you're not in it for the long haul, don't get in it. You know, it's right for anything, for right. absolutely anything, right? Like we we reference sports a lot on this show and our sports backgrounds and everything that we talk about, but like. If you're at, if you're the Dolphins, if you're six and three and you're packing up shop because you just lost that game to Kansas City, what the fuck are you doing? Like, like well, what are you talking about? All the, everybody in media said, oh, they haven't won a game against a big winning team. Which is fine. Like, that's their job is to, to catch headlines and get clicks and to do that. But if you are in business, it's not your job to catch headlines. If you're a leader of a department, it's not your job to catch headlines. It's your job to steer the ship. It's your job to have vision on what the destination is and be able to avoid the, you know, the iceberg, if you will, or avoid the storms. Like I think about pilots when they find different altitudes to avoid the storm. Right. Like everybody's job in their life. You talked about it earlier in the show. We know how do you deal with the 80% of negative, but like that's our whole fucking job is to figure out how to navigate the course and not be reactionary in the short term to completely change. Like, oh my God, we have the planes going down. You know? Right. right. Correct. Exactly. You know, Correct. Uh, the, the old chicken little. Uh, and then finally, Shay, give me some overtime because I'm having fun with Mark. And we'll go to overtime. So this one he wrote about, which is really fantastic and timely, I think, because people defend the status quo all the time. I mean, it is their job. And so there's two ways to defend it. You can deny the problem exists, minimize it, make up shit, whatever. Or you can acknowledge the problem and say, oh, we're too too late to do anything about it. Um, I found that fascinating because- Neither of those are helpful. Neither of those they don't do anything. They are zero, zero gain conversations that people are having with themselves going, oh, it's already happened. And, you know, I, I remember people saying to me, wow, man, you're so invested in LinkedIn. Like, what happens if LinkedIn goes away? And I would say, I'll just do whatever comes next. You know, right. I'll find whatever comes next. I don't know. You know, so, you know, this idea of defending the status quo takes more energy than it does to change and do. Well, and both of them are ways to rationalize not having to change, Correct. which is the hardest part, right? Like 
in reality, nobody really wants to change. Nobody wants to go through all of the difficulty and all of the struggle that it takes to change behavior. So if you can use one of those two ways to rationalize why you wouldn't change, it makes your life easier and you can stay there and you can just deal with the results as opposed to just knowing that change is necessary. It's unavoidable. It's impossible to avoid it. Maybe thank you, Pat right? Riley. That's right. right. Yeah, thank you, Pat <laughs> Riley. Embrace it, man. <laughs> right. So instead of embracing it, oh no, that's way too uncomfortable to have to do that. I'm gonna just avoid it, and I can do that by rationalizing it in one of two ways. It's too late. We're too far gone. We're too committed. There's too many people already doing it. Yada 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 yada. Or the other side of the coin, and going either way, it doesn't matter. We don't have to change. So great. We'll just keep doing what we're. And you can look at change in every facet of your life. For me, the change in behavior of drinking at events. I mean, we had a really busy week two weeks ago. We were at events every night. We had our event. Alcohol was a part of all of it. I had to change that behavior. It wasn't easy. Yesterday, not easy to not eat my normal Sunday breakfast. So change is hard, but that's where all the goodies are. And that's I'll so, tell you know. guys, right? Uh, you heard, a, a year ago, I started my journey with F45 to get back into shape, to get back into the shape that I wanted to be in, that I was in a few years prior. And I had to have the conversation with the F45 owner this morning that I'm canceling my membership because it's no longer serving me. It's not going to get me. It's not going to continue to progress me. It's not going to continue to get me to where I want to go. I know I have to change. I got to get into a different gym. I got to be lifting different. I got to do some different shit. So that was a hard conversation for me because he's a friend of mine. And I had to tell him, like, nothing against you. It's not personal. But the reality is that this doesn't fit me anymore. I got to go do something else. And 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 there's the nugget is if you're willing to have hard conversations, you get better results. Right. Bingo. You know, bingo. Unbelievable. So thank you for kicking off my Monday morning. Uh, for those who are wondering, we fired Lori. No, I'm just kidding. Lori <laughs> is not fired. She is actually doing her duty as a CEO. She is. I right. uh, had an early Monday morning meeting that was, uh, she was unable to change. So she'll be back tomorrow. Jake will be back later on tonight. At some point, I'm hoping to get him on to talk about his Amsterdam, Frankfurt, um, you know, all of that kind of, that trip, but, uh, it is up to you to make today a great day. Um, as I posted yesterday, if you want to be part of my journey or you want to be part of Mark's, it is a simple virtual coffee away, man. Just bang, reach out, get on either one of our calendars, talk about what you want to change, talk about what's holding you back about the obstacles, but it's, and it's right Jim, there. Mike, Kitty, D, Melissa. I know you guys, Jonathan, Chris, all of the Greg, this resonated with all of you guys share it with somebody else that you think would help, right? As, as we're getting towards the end of the year and people are dealing with stuff, share the show with somebody and allow it to help them as well and help, help expand the impact. True that. Uh, To Brian and to Jim, you're not. Oh, Jim is showing up. Okay. Brian is not showing up as a LinkedIn user. So get with Shay. Shay will show you how to unlock that. Privacy settings. To everybody, have an awesome Monday. We'll see you back here again for the Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Now it's time to get down to business. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down